Hello and welcome to another episode of Masala Zindabad. This is Amrita from Indiequil. And this is Beth from Beth Loves Bollywood. Welcome to Season 3 of Masala Zindabad. We wanted to start Season 3 by talking about one of the big new releases to come out by the end of 2011, Dawn 2, by talking about Shah Rukh's first Dawn and the original 1978 Dawn. Now, one of the reasons that the original Dawn got remade by Fahan Akhtar as I remember it, is that Javi Dakhtar explained something that I think I first heard George Clooney and Steven Soderbergh say about remaking the Oceans movies. They said that if you were going to remake a classic, you might as well find a classic that wasn't done so well the first time around. So basically a cult classic that could possibly be done in a better fashion. And since Salim Javed wrote the original Dawn, which seems to be a kind of charity case um, per this research that we've done. Um, we have a little <laughs> article in the post that you should, everybody should read. So uh, in this podcast, we were hoping that we could talk a little bit about the elements that are repeated in the two movies and whether they actually succeeded in their mission or if things were just different or worse. So you grew up with Dawn existing in your, you know, cultural scene. Was it a cult classic for you? Well, I'm not exactly sure about cult classic because it seemed pretty, everything seemed mainstream to me until I grew up enough to <laughs> realize that, you know, yeah. everything that came, as long as it came on the, um, on the DD, the Doodarshan channel on, um, <laughs> on Sundays, I thought it was mainstream. And then years later, I found out that there were like, you know, like really old black and white movies that nobody watched except for people who used to watch Doodarshan um, for, you know, of a certain era, basically. Yeah, that term is a little problematic to me when it comes to Bollywood movies. I was pretty sure that Non was a B movie. Even with even with the cast and crew that it has, it, it was a B movie yeah. too? Yeah, I think it was just the production values, really. Like, you know, it just seemed like mm. something that you did shot in their backyard, basically. You know, it hmm. seemed to be like bits and pieces of other people's sets that <laughs> they had basically, you know, <laughs> kind of like snuck into in the middle of the night and like shot there. And then it's got out really quick <laughs> before the actual people came around. So, I mean, one of the things that you can actually see is the fashion, you know, <laughs> the fashion is, uh, you know, you see some pretty remarkable things in Bollywood in the 70s, but. You have to admit the costumes on Dawn were they were their own particular brand of crazy. I I almost want to have a moment of silence for respect for the tiger mask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just there's just little things like all over the place. Like you know, um, I've just seen Rockstar this weekend, and there's this scene where he goes to impress um, his girlfriend's. Um, in-laws and he shows up in this bow tie and this insane Shami Kapoor kind of jacket with like you know like mm. embroidery and like gold embroidery and silver embroidery and stuff and I, I kept thinking <laughs> in the world of dawn that would have been like the height of class and <laughs> exactly what you would expect to see in one of those parties that Don threw at his mansion, you know? There is something about the bow tie. <laughs> There's just something kind of 
gloriously off about a gangster who wears a gigantic bow tie and then the kind of they're blue i think he's got kind of colored sunglasses um and they don't they don't obscure his identity <laughs> at all they just give him <laughs> kind of more funk <laughs> the weird thing about amitabh bachchan is that he is such a good dresser but the man cannot wear a bow tie he consistently <laughs> chooses bow ties and make his head look like a pinhead and then he <laughs> chooses to have them in these weird colors and patterns and i'm just like no unless your name is professor henry higgins do not go for a pattern bow tie <laughs> is there anything i really else like what roma wears in the movie because it's you know yeah. she it's it's very chinese martial arts you know it's exactly that kind mm-hmm. of vibe that she's got with the with the jumpsuits and the um you know the bell bottoms and that don't flare too too much and um she's no. got the shirts and the the kerchief that she knots around her neck uh the short hair <laughs> she looks to me like you know since i didn't grow up with 70s indie films unfortunately to me she looks like a really cool working mom on <laughs> you know on some 70s sitcom from the united states so she looks she looks very modern for the times for me in a no nonsense but yeah and then there's that there's that dress that Helen wears in her item song yeah with the slit up to <laughs> her waist basically and the cutouts <laughs> and everything and then she's got that whole uh Cleopatra makeup going on and it's just <laughs> yeah i don't think i've ever seen Helen dress like like you know like that was clearly a woman on a mission you know <laughs> that 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 was a dress that just really meant business how about in the uh in the in the second movie i mean uh what do you think about the fashion i love it overall i want to start with karina in the you know in the remake of that number because i w- i rewatched the movie yesterday and you know when he sees her in the nightclub and she's trying to get you know to trying to catch his eye she is wearing clothing from basically neck to knee and all the way down to her wrists in beige she's wearing a beige shirt dress that's her selection <laughs> number <laughs> and obviously she you know she yanks it off when they get back to the hotel room but she had to that was a pretty brave mood to move to assume that a beige house dress was going to get you to Don's hotel room <laughs> and she's got that kind of weird 70s feathered hair and the bad scarf and it's just it's a really odd look until she you know starts removing it and then it's then it kind of works better but uh i don't know the i mean of course the the number one fashion item from 2006 don is the shirt with the tie inside usually made of the same fabric or a very closely related fabric <laughs> i really would love to know who came up with that and why they decided they were going to do it i mean it must be a nod to the bow ties but <laughs> it's it's so weird <laughs> i don't know if this is something specific to white men who see Don or meet Shahrukh Khan in person but i've see, i think i've um i think it was in Todd's review or was it Keith's review of Don he makes specific mention of the fact that Shahrukh is the only person on the planet he has like a list of like five people who he thinks could wear like outlandish fashions and Shahrukh is on that list and then i was reading this um article about Shahrukh um in LA um during the Ra 1 release and the guy who writes for the LA Times was like 
not many men could wear the kind of outfits that Mr. Khan wears around town. And he mentions how it wasn't just Indian Indians who were like looking at him as he was walking towards his hotel, but there were like he mentions gaggles of teen white girls who couldn't understand who he was, but were like staring at him. So the the new one also has um an ocean of velvet. <laughs> Don't know where I that know. where that's coming from either, but I, I like think it. That's supposed to be an homage to the seventies because wasn't it the seventies where people were just wearing like velveteen jackets and shit? Like, but if you're if you're running around Malaysia, <laughs> is velvet really what you want to have on? <laughs> I would imagine not, but you know, you know, there are scenes where he has very very dapper linen trousers and you know, sort of a, a light colored button-down shirt that seemed very that's very practical for your evil deeds in a tropical climate <laughs> it kind of vacillates between dandy gangster and <laughs> velvet coated i don't know what <laughs> so vijay in the in the original dawn is you know they make make sure that you know they they give clues to his um identity by the use of his accent and the way he dresses, like, you know, he wears the lungis and he's got like the, you know, uh, he's got the eyeliner and he's got, you know, the greasy hair and he's got all that. Uh-huh. In the second Dawn, in Shah Rukh's Dawn, you can't really tell that. I mean, he I know he's supposed to be from the UP and stuff like that, but he, he doesn't really invest that much in the character's um persona as much as the as he does in things like picking his nose and stuff like that and i think that's like that's probably like a difference between amitabh bachchan and shahrukh khan and their acting techniques in that you know Mm -hmm. amitabh is like clearly a better actor who's actually thought it through (laughs) a little bit more but um but it's also and you know spoiler alert if you haven't seen 2006 (laughs) dawn turn it off it's not the same character yeah (laughs) so there is 10 minutes in 2006 Don outside of his his pretty glorious kick-ass song so you know and that's another thing that that song okay I know a lot of people had problems with Karina in the Ye Dil song because they were like you know she's stubby and you know she doesn't have enough oomph and a hundred other nitpicky things her choreography just to interrupt for a second is terrible in that have you rewatched it recently She's doing all these kind of arm flappy chicken <laughs> moves that just don't make sense for what's supposed to be happening in the song. It's not exactly the most uh, sensual or the most um, benchful song that you've ever seen. No, it's it's neither alluring nor angry. And <laughs> it's kind of spazzy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good description for it. Um, but I didn't have as many problems with Ye Mera Dil as much as I did with the Kai Ke Paan Banaraswala song, um, which kind of really sucked. My my consistent problem with Shankar Ehsan Loy is that there are certain soundtracks that they're really good at, and then the majority of the soundtracks kind of make me go meh. They sound like really good ideas on paper but then when I listen to them I'm just or I see them on screen I'm kind of less than enthusiastic to be frank I don't know it just might be me and my musical taste but I, I frankly didn't care for the soundtrack of Dawn at all 
the second dawn yeah it's not i don't think it's the movie's strongest feature by a long shot how about the different locations that they go to I think the the Malaysia locations in the 2006 one really up the glamour um, and they they make they're part of what make it feel like a James Bond right. movie which just so people are clear in my book is a compliment because I love James Bond movies. So I think that this shift from being sort of a caper that's also wacky, the wacky just disappears in the new one and they go for slick instead. But I think that the script supports that was a, that was a great angle to take on redoing the movie into making it a different, a totally different movie. Um, so I think the locations make a lot of sense. And I think, yeah, I think, think that's also the kind of thing that Javed Akhtar was talking about when he mentioned, like, you know, that there, were, there was definite room for improvement because as we learned in that article that we're going to link to, um, the original Dawn was made for 25 lakh rupees, <laughs> which is ridiculous, even in those days, I would think. But, yeah, and that kind of explains why it's such a claustrophobically local movie. I mean, even for a movie that was mm. mostly shot on, on a sound set, like you can you can kind of tell that everything has been shot indoors. Um, but it's, you know, um, the scale of everything is, you know, you can, you can see how the director kind of envisioned something and the screenwriters envisioned something to be like huge, and then they kind of scaled it down and like made it workable to fit their budget. You can definitely see the the corners that have yeah. been cut in the original. And it makes sense for you know one of Interpol's most wanted criminals <laughs> to be in more than one yeah. country <laughs> and more than one part of one country. If I recall correctly, original Don is in almost Bombay. all yeah. Mumbai centered, right? Again, not a knock against the original, really, but it does make more sense that if you can possibly make it more exotic you I mean should. if 11 <laughs> countries uh, are looking for him the police in 11 countries are looking for you then I think it makes sense to say that you might have been to one of those 11 countries at least once you know? that said the opening of the 2006 one in Paris is completely unnecessary yeah, I kind of liked it I mean I like it but I don't I don't need no. it you know that could have been any yeah but it kind of like sets the um the context for him being an international badass. It, it does. And the whole, you know, the tagline, the chase begins again. That's a chase to go from Paris to right. Malaysia to, to And India. one of the scenes that, that was sense. really well done is the one um, where they replicate the scene, uh, the car chase from the original Dawn, where they're going through those crowded by lanes of this little narrow settlement, but they really amp it up really- in the second one. That was yeah. really well done. Although when I rewatched it yesterday, I was realizing there are a couple times in this, <laughs> in that movie where Farhan Akhtar seems to be way too in love with the split screen. Yeah. I would, I don't remember it and I wouldn't have expected it because I associate the split screen in Hindi cinema with Asimbav, <laughs> which I would think that Farhan Akhtar would have nothing to do with. <laughs> so it's been kind of poisoned for me, but, and it works in the, in that scene that you're talking about because it shows it, it kind of amplifies how narrow everything is and how twisty turny and, you know, the, the having a bird's eye view is actually really useful in following what's going on in that scene. But there are a couple of other times he does it like with two people opening, a, opening different briefcases across the table from each other. That's not necessary. <laughs> he definitely is in love with like a, a lot of technical flourishes in this movie. I think he, 
I don't think he's ever used it in any of his other movies that much. Like, he has those concentric dissolves and, you know, he has these exploding spots that kind of form to make a scene and, like, stuff like that. And I think he basically had all these ideas saved up for all his other movies and then realized they wouldn't suit them. And then he kind of saved it for Dawn. He was like, popcorn movie! I shall use. And then he just like went and used it. I have no idea, by the way, why my voice went to that pitch when I was trying to impersonate for Hanukkah, but deal with it. One of the things that Shah Rukh really does better than Amitabh is that he plays the bad guy much better. <laughs> he is genuinely creepy and disgusting when he wants to be the bad guy. He really is. It's really is, good. Yeah, I mean, that scene in which... Um, he he makes a wildcat reference to uh, Priyanka Chopra. The jungly Billy says, you know, he's, he calls her a jungly Billy. And it's just wildly disgusting, you know. You you really just it want is. to reach across that table and slap him. And you're like, you know. Um, it's very thin in terms of actual <laughs> making sense in the plot. But, you know, so she gets her way into the gang and she pulls a knife on him. And um, he very quickly turns it around back on her. And she... You know, he's like, oh, you got in because of, you know, one of his deputies. I think he's trying to start a whole new kind of business. And so he's basically calling her yeah. a whore <laughs> without even. But that seems exactly like what a movie gangster would do, right. doesn't it? I mean, women are women are whores or sluts and, you know, that's that. And it's about <laughs> a million times more chilling than um, most of the gangsters that you see in Bollywood. You know, like the whole... Yes. Swaggering. I'm a man because I walk like this <laughs> with like, yeah, the metrosexual gangster. Well, they, they, uh, there are several scenes where he walks around after having been in a fight with, you know, blood dripping down his face or in his out of his mouth or whatever. And it's really, it's creepy, but it also, again, it makes sense. It amplifies the way this character would be in 2006. And somehow you end up rooting for him at the end, which I still don't understand how that happened. <laughs> well, he's a he's you know he's really smart. <laughs> yeah. He's a good villain. He's a smooth criminal. You know. <laughs> how about the uh, the police? I mean, how to talk about the police without talking how amazing it is what they did to the script of the original right. Dawn to make the two thousand six right. one. But, but Bowman Arani is a great choice for that character and. You know, on the rewatch recently, I was realizing how many times there are throughout the film that you get these little hints that you wouldn't be looking for unless you already knew. But that is such a clever idea for many reasons. But one of them is they've just created a movie that's much more enjoyable to rewatch than most movies tend to be. So there are all these little things that Bowman Arani does. And and also that... um, also, these little interactions between Shahrukh and Isha Kopikar, too. And you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's what that means. <laughs> so, yeah, but Bowman Arani is uh, he's great. I would happily put him in any Iftikhar roles that I can. Think of. <laughs> yeah, if I, yeah, if I can't you? have Iftikhar, then, um, you know, I'll make yeah. it with Bowman Arani. It's hard to compare Shahrukh's and Amitabh's performances because the characters are so different. But that's another thing that Shahrukh gets to do that Amitabh doesn't didn't get to do I feel like the the sort of psychological struggle which of course isn't really there in the end but you know that you think you're watching right like you like yeah like he was saying you know he is um, person a 
pretending to be person B, pretending to be person A. So, you know, it's yeah. actually a complete mindfuck of a character. Yeah, it is. And there's a, I was remembering uh, that Shahrukh does that in Duplicate also, that he plays, you know, he plays twins, but then they impersonate each other. So he's actually kind of playing four characters <laughs> in that film. And, you know, perhaps not to as great effect as <laughs> in this one. But although that his bad guy in that one also wears leather pants and yeah. you know oh my god snarls a lot if anybody out there hasn't <laughs> seen duplicate please do not take this to be a recommendation because nobody should watch duplicate <laughs> as a westerner coming to bollywood in the mid 2000s you know like y- you you get inundated with sharuk like there's no tomorrow <laughs> so duplicate in my in my understanding is <laughs> pretty well loved among some of the people i know my but i think God. it's mainly because it is a shark film that is available <laughs> and that's why <laughs> oh i actually saw that movie in the theater and we ended up fighting with these two and it was like not only does this movie suck but then we have to like deal with these two idiots behind us you're getting molested in a public yep. in a public place. That's, and for that's what? Great. For this movie? Yeah, thanks a lot. So here's someone we haven't talked about from original to, or character we haven't talked about from original to remake is um, Pran. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you think about Pran's character, and then what they did with that in 2006? Well, what they did with that in 2006 is that they gave it to Arjun Rampal. I mean, I I mean, I understand that they're all really good friends, but what? (laughs) So I so I know that you didn't see Ravan, but one of the questions that's been lingering in my mind after watching Ravan is why? Why does it seem like Shahrukh likes to have Arjun Rampal as a foil? Because it's happened. It's in Dawn. It it was in Om Shanti Om. It's in Ravan. I can't remember off the top of my head if it's anywhere else. Well, but I, maybe I mean, it's a concept of negative space, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That's all I can come up with is that you've got one of the cheesiest, hammiest actors versus the one of the most wooden <laughs> and that is some kind of you know, and when I'm feeling charitable I call it it's sort of a charisma void versus a charisma fireball, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> call it what you will. <laughs> I, that's the only thing I can think of because he's just not a worthy uh, adversary in terms of acting. I don't think. How do you th- how do you think he did in the role? I mean, he was fine as far as it went. I mean, if you didn't compare him to Pran, he was fine. <laughs> he's. I mean, that's the thing about Arjun in a supporting role in most of his movies. Um, he's fine. I mean, he he's not exceedingly offensive, and he's pretty to look at. So as sad as it is to lose the tightrope walker <laughs> character, computer programmer guy makes sense for 2006. And since I've been extolling the virtues of the things that make sense for the new setting, I should I should add that to it. But I just I don't know. It's to, yeah, it's really unfair to hold anyone up to being prawn because prawn is awesome always. But I don't know. I didn't do anything for me. <laughs> I actually think the uh, the sequel is actually going to kick ass, and I think it's going to be much better than the first one too. You know the the part where they showed the the prison. Yeah. That's the part that got me really excited. I don't know why, but that feels really James Bondish. You know. It looks super badass. It looks great. 
I don't really have any other words for it, but it looks dangerous and full of teeth and just really cool. I re- I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Do you think that they're going to have Shah Rukh play a full-on 100% all-the-time villain, which he hasn't done for a while? Yeah. As I understood Dawn in the, um, uh, in the Shah Rukh version, he is a complete psychopath. You know, he, <laughs> if at all he pretends to have any redeeming qualities, those would be exceedingly fake because he can't, he can't actually right. feel any of those emotions that he, um, that he says he feels. Like even with his girlfriend, I'm sure that his girlfriend thinks that she's onto a winner, but I don't really see, I don't see her character in the second part. And I'm sure there's going to be some kind of backstory where, you know, he had to shoot her to get away or something like that. So I think Ishiko Bakar is credited as being in the new film, but with Priyanka Chopra and Lara Dutta in it also, I can't imagine they're going to give her a whole lot of screen time. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she gets offed or either by him or by, you know, somebody trying to take revenge on him or... The whole look of it is just so cool. And the, you know, yeah. the, the, the music, the smoke and the currency. I mean, it really does look like a James Bond title song opener with all the weird, the swirling shapes and silhouettes and things like that. It's, it's just I mean, this has been great. such a horrible year for movies in Bollywood and <laughs> in Hollywood, like all over the place. <laughs> I am I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers and hoping that this is going to be awesome. I have high hopes. Me too. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Masala Zindabad.